0: Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing. Okay, we got the Bengals winning 27 to 15. Thursday Night Football. Bengals move back to two and two. Dolphins first loss. They're three and one. We got to talk Tua though. Sam Tua Tungavailoa leaves the game with a concussion this time, not a back injury as he did on Sunday. Putting that in air quotes. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a big story because Tua goes to the ground in the Sunday game against the Bills. <sighs> I don't know, man. They're, they're coming out saying it was a back injury. He looked like he absolutely got his bell rung. He was collapsing when he was trying to run. Comes back four days later, Thursday night football. Gets spiked on his head, and it was a scary situation on the turf in Cincinnati. Tua uh, discharged from the hospital. He's going back with Miami, but looks like the second head injury in four days for Tua. Yeah, and look, this...
1: Obviously, thoughts are for Tua. We hope he ends up absolutely fine we hope this isn't a long-term problem for him or something that's going to linger but what we know about concussions is that they can stack you know one upon each other and if you get a concussion in short order after having a concussion previously it's even more damaging and i think the bottom line here is this is a complete and total breakdown and failure of the system um and i'm not for a minute suggesting that anybody actually did anything wrong here According to the current protocols, what I am saying is that the current protocols have just been proven to be inadequate. Um, Chris Nowinski, people, I don't know if people remember Chris Nowinski anymore, but back when the NFL was dealing with all the concussion stuff, you know, there was a movie, there was Dr. Bennett Amalu, there was the whole CTE thing when it first sort of came on the scene and the NFL had to deal with lawsuits and all this kind of stuff. This became front and center and Chris Nowinski. Became something of a sort of uh, figurehead of the concussion movement. He's the founder and CEO of Concussion LF uh, Legacy Foundation, a neuroscientist, a former WWE superstar, a guy who dealt with a lot of head injuries, obviously. Um, And he tweeted before this game that if Tua takes the field tonight, it's a massive step back for concussion care in the NFL. If he has a second concussion, that destroys the season or career, everyone involved will be sued and should lose their jobs, coaches included. We all saw it, even if they must know this, even they must know this isn't right. Like, look, we can debate whether or not this was a back injury. And the neuroscientists involved in all this stuff, they're supposed to be independent doctors. So I I'm fine with the idea that he passed whatever protocols, he passed whatever concussion tests they were. Clearly, that's not adequate, though. We've just seen he had obvious concussion symptoms. He got up, he was shaking his head the first time around, and then they determined it was a back injury. He passed whatever tests. Then four days later, his head bashes off the turf again, and he was out cold, fencing uh, response. It was bad. Like, this proves whatever the current concussion protocols are, they're not
0: capable of dealing with this situation adequately. I mean, Nowitzki almost took down the NFL years ago. I mean, he, he legitimately uh he brought up some serious stuff and that's why the nfl responded in kind with um with concussion protocol and a lot of whatever they were calling player safety and the whole thing they did say he did t- pass the concussion test on sunday right they at least acknowledged yeah. so that's, that's why and that's, that's why that's but so, but so why egregious. after the game are they saying it was a back injury right we said right after the game ian Rappaport's out there saying oh it wasn't a head it was a back injury if he had a concussion test, it was a head injury. They thought there was something with his head enough that he had to have concussion protocol. So why the cover-up? Why the fact that they said, oh, it was just a back injury on a QB sneak earlier? That was the thing that was curious about, that, uh, about the Sunday stuff with the Bills. And then you come back four days later, and obviously it looks a lot worse now.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm... I'm willing to entertain the idea that in addition to his head bouncing off the turf, he also had a back injury. And maybe that was even the reason that he did stumble. And I've seen people say, oh, well, if he had a back injury, why didn't he reach for his back, you know, as he went down? Like, I think, to be honest, if your back spasms like that, you don't necessarily reach for your back. You just that's collapse yeah. because your back seizes up. But that ki- that's, that's pretty much irrelevant, right? Like, the stumbling thing looked bad. But in addition to that, he's also like shaking his head and, you know, clearly is trying to come to, you know, he's he's he showed visible signs of head trauma. That's the important thing, because at that point, you shouldn't need to pass any concussion tests. It should be there's an independent doctor in the building. An independent doctor sees that guy shaking his head after his head slamming off the turf. That guy says, shut him down. He's done for today. He's not going back. And not only that, but he then needs to be shut down for a specific period of time that prevents him going on the field 4 days later as well because this is exactly what we have to prevent any time any NFL player goes down with a, an obvious shot to the head whether it's a, a you know helmet to helmet hit or their helmet off the turf and then displays visible head trauma symptoms that guy needs to be taken out of the game immediately not let back in and shut down for a period of time because the worst thing that can happen to him is what we just saw happen, which is another hit to the head in fairly quick succession.
0: The NFL action's in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. Now customers can, you know, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. You get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up, same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you can add, You boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down and stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. When you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code PFF, only at DraftKings Sportsbook and official. Sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Sam, I just one point I want to bring up is... The NFLPA, the Players Association, every time they negotiate with the NFL, they they focus on player safety. They, uh, they added a 17th game. I get it. But they focus far more on player safety than they have compensation, right? There are things like the franchise tag rule where there's silly rules about, oh, I can make this edge defender, call him an outside linebacker and cut $5 million off his salary. The NFL, I know that only affects a handful of players, but the NFLPA has gone out of their way to not focus on making every last dollar like other players associations have, like in baseball, like in other sports. In football, they focused on practice time and uh, you know con- uh, contact padded practices and a lot of that stuff. That's how serious it is, right? It's because... Of a lot of the con- concussion stuff. It's because of a lot of the stuff, the research that's come out the last 15, 20 years, that that's where the NFLPA has created their focus. Just to highlight how important this stuff is in the in the importance of getting it right, because it's what the players care about, because they're not just focused on their short careers. They're focused on, you know, the impacts for the rest of their lives. And and the other thing
1: is, like, this is an issue in a lot of different sports, you know, and the more contact involved in the sport, the bigger an issue it is, generally. And the NFL, because of the, you know, the original concussion stuff, the original CTE stuff, the lawsuits, the, the class action, the settlement, the NFL, I think more than any other sports league in the world, is acutely aware of what this actually means. and the nfl should be erring on the side of caution more than anybody else out there so this idea of well he passed the concussion protocol it it shouldn't matter like the fact that he was able to go to the sideline against buffalo last week and do whatever tests was you know involved in that and then they go okay he's good to go send him back out there like that's that's an egregious failure of the system regardless of whether he passed it or not like that decision absolutely should not have taken place and last week should have prompted people to look and try and reevaluate this and to be fair the NFLPA is you know asked for an investigation into that and I think Tom Pellicero was reporting that would take a couple of weeks you know so I maybe tonight is showing you that you should have expedited that process and tried to get that going faster but last week alone should prompt a reevaluation of the system today unfortunately showed you why and and if this doesn't force changes then there's an absolute total breakdown but my point being that the nfl more than any other sport in the world should be erring on the side of caution because of all they know
0: now yeah and, it, and you know unfortunate for tua you know definitely hope he's okay the fact that he did go I mean, the the two issues are he went back into the game in buffalo as you said and then came back four days later um even if it was a week later you're still probably asking the same questions, but especially when you come back with the quick turnaround on Thursday night after seeing what we saw, that's why the spotlight's on this thing. That's why the NFLPA, in part, they want to investigate the protocol on Sunday, but knowing that they're investigating that, it makes it that much harder to throw him out there on a Thursday night game four days later. And they
1: now have a, an even more difficult question, which is when does he go back in, right? Because he will end... Uh, his problem is not going to be... The sort of the next acute sort of few days Uh, he'll go through the concussion protocol he'll eventually cure the concussion protocol but this is the kind of thing where if we're talking about two head injuries in rapid succession um like in rugby players get shut down for an extended period of time when stuff like this happens like they get even when they pass the protocols like their their teams will say no look you're going to be done for a few weeks like we're not putting you back out there i don't think the nfl will do that if two is ready to go as soon as he passes the protocol they're going to put him back in the starting lineup and that is going to draw scrutiny and you know that that's another thing they're going to have to grapple with
0: all right so hoping for the best for tua we'll keep an eye on this entire situation nflpa open investigation or asking for it at the moment it's a pff NFLPA.